Hey guys, it's Cass and Dorian, and you're listening to United. In Saratoga yesterday, um, you know, we had the baby with us. And obviously there's a lot of white people in Saratoga and they're always oogling and eyeing at him. And it's just so cute. And I know he's just so adorable. Um, But I can't help but go to a negative place when people do that. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah, he's cute now, but is he going to be cute in a few years? George Floyd was cute at one point. So was Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes it really hard for me as a mother. Like, I know they mean well. um, But in society, Black kids are only cute for so long. And then they're grown when it comes to the girls and thuggish when it comes to the boys. Yeah. I think it's less a. I think it's less of a problem. Uh, I think the problem there is the thuggish, because it you know, it's. It, I'm like I'm trying to watch what I say. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be careful. I'm like I don't want to sound like an just ignorant racist, it. right? Um, you know, it's. I just know historically, black babies were not seen as cute, right? When we're talking about back slavery days or post post like Jim Crow era. They aren't cute. They're just as, like, nasty, dirty piece of shits that their or parents disposable. were. Right. So it a part of me is like, it's a good sign that we at least have that. I think the problem, so it, it, it might be like, we're, we're, we've got that part down. And for white kids... I remember going through that phase with my kids. There comes a point where they aren't cute to people anymore. And people want to pay attention to other people's younger kids. Then don't want to pay attention to my kids anymore. And they stop losing that attention because they're no longer cute. Because they grow out of that young thing that we in society uh, now treasure. But then they get into this awkward stage that we don't treasure as much. Yeah. So I think... There's that, like a general, and yeah. that, that's a general um, perception of it. I think so. I think the real problem that comes into that is the fact that it's you have to hold the fact that one day uh, it's not like he goes from being cute to being, you know, normal just nothing or, or normal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or even just not noticed. Yeah, which would be a lot better. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It would be so to, much better if have, he's not noticed. Yes, exactly. You have to cope with the uh, totally different reality when he is no longer considered or deemed cute. Yeah, and it's funny because with my daughter, um, I didn't feel that. It, it didn't bother me when people would say she was cute. Um, and people still say that she's beautiful now. And uh, it, it, it never bothered me. It's more so with my son because I know how the world views Black men and boys. Um, 
Black boys lose their innocence a lot sooner and they're seen as older a lot sooner. So um, it's kind of how I felt about my brother because he's much younger than me and uh, he's very big. Hmm. Uh, it's very like stocky and brolic and it's easy for him. He's looked like he was a grown man since he was like 16, 15. That's, <laughs> isn't that pretty common? In the black community, like in your genes, in, in black people's genes, they tend to, or at least the men, don't they tend to come into manhood uh, pretty young often? Or is that Do just Do you mean like puberty or just the, how they look? How they look. I mean, I, I guess it's puberty, but it's, it's also just they get taller, faster. Like when you look at a classroom with black and white kids in it the, at a middle school, the black boys tend to be much taller Taller, than the white boys from what I've seen. Um, I haven't done any research on that to say like 100%, but I did notice when my brother was coming up that he was much bigger than the boys in his class that were the same age who were white. Mm -hmm. Like much bigger, taller, heftier, Mm -hmm. everything across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's scary for me as a mom for a black boy. Um. Yeah, can I share like the, um, one of my biggest awakenings, I guess, to my white privilege came from, I'm like getting teary right now because it like really impacted me, but it came from the conversation with you uh, when you got pregnant with your son, you had, uh, we were talking, you were pregnant, and um, we were talking and you found out you were having a boy. Mm-hmm. We were with a group of people. Yeah. And you were talking about how you were really upset you were having a boy. You did not want to have a boy and how much it bothered you. Like, like you were just yeah. totally disappointed it was a boy. And I walked away from that thinking, like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I People usually want boys. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you hear people have a strong opinion about which one they don't want. But I just couldn't imagine never wanting a boy. That's such a strange view. <laughs> such a weird way, a weird thing to think. And it's funny because there's a lot of history there. Um, I didn't realize. Part of it is because I am from a family of all girls. Okay. Um, my brother's literally the only boy. My grandmother had two girls. Her two girls had three girls apiece before we had a boy mm. in the family. Mm. And he was the only boy until... My sister had my nephew nine years ago. Okay. Um, and then me and my sister both got pregnant together and we both had sons. So now there's four boys and still the rest girls. Um, so I just had it in my mind that I was never going to have a boy. Like, what are the chances? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to have a boy. So when I found out I was having a boy... Um, a lot of emotions. One, I'm not ready for this. How am I supposed to take care of a boy? I know nothing about boys. Like, I literally have been around one boy my whole life. And that's my brother. Like, what am I supposed to do with a boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the other piece of it was, like, how am I going to protect my son? Because no matter what I teach him, I can teach him everything in the world. I can teach him to be respectful. I can teach him 
to follow traffic laws so that he's less likely to get pulled over. I can teach him to wear his pants up on his butt. I can teach him not to wear his hood on his head when he's walking down the street. I can teach him all of these things, but it doesn't matter. Mm. In my mind, it doesn't matter what I teach him. He's going to be a target because he's Black. Mm -hmm. Whether he's wearing a hoodie or not, there's stories of men in full-blown suits getting harassed by the cops. So it doesn't matter what he's wearing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what he's doing. Ahmaud Arbery was jogging Mm -hmm. in his neighborhood and accosted by civilians Mm -hmm. and ended up dead. So it doesn't matter what he's doing. It doesn't matter that he's not being threatening. It doesn't matter... If he gets pulled over by the cops, it doesn't matter if he has a license for his weapon and lets them know that he has one. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I hope and pray that, you know, that changes by the time he gets to be of age. But by the time he is, like, able to drive, I am going to be a nervous wreck. I don't even know Mm -hmm. how I'm supposed to, like, Mm. do this. Cope with that. Yeah. Yeah. And... My significant other is very much like, oh, we'll just teach him. We'll just we'll just make sure that he doesn't end up in those situations. And it's just like, there's no way. There's no way to make sure. But does it in any way help you feel a little bit better since, you know, it's a Black man telling you, we'll just teach him and make sure he doesn't get in these situations so he's not as, he doesn't feel seem to feel as concerned as you do. Does that in any way help you feel a little bit better? Because he's the one living it right now. No, it doesn't make me feel better because he gets pulled over by the cops on a regular basis for BS. Okay. And every he stopped telling me about it. Mm. Every time he gets pulled over, he stops telling me. He, he has stopped telling me because every time it happened, I would get upset. And I would be like, okay, so you're going to be in the house for the next five days? not going anywhere not gonna go anywhere like that's the best way for you to avoid this um he gets pulled over on a regular basis because he fits the sub description of a subject which is like what what description there's there's been times where the cops have pulled him over pulled over and been like uh have you been smoking i smell marijuana my guy does not smoke marijuana ever (laughs) the cop Mm. did not smell marijuana Mm. in his car like and he has our kids in his car. He would never. So it's just like, it's just like they pull him over just to harass him. Like one time he got a ticket because his license didn't have his updated address on it. And I was like, what? Hmm. They gave you a ticket for what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Hmm. I never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of it. But it's usually used as a reduced ticket. Yeah. It's usually like they find the thing that's less of an issue if you were doing something worse, like speeding, but they want to, you know, be kind or take it easy on you. They, If you have something else, like I got a ticket for my inspection one time, but I got pulled over because I was speeding. Yeah. So it's like they lessened it by giving me that lesser charge. Yeah, I've had that happen. They gave me a seatbelt ticket. Mm-hmm. But... It's just like, I don't know, like, it just blows my mind that he gets pulled over as much as he does. And it's just like, it's just like they're looking for a reason to, because he gets pulled over so much, he does not speed. Like, he follows traffic laws Mm -hmm. to the T. So much so that I get annoyed with him when we're driving, because I'm like, (laughs) it's 65, you could do at least 70. 
I believe my sister has a similar, similar experience in that regard because, you know, her husband's black and yeah. he, you know, she was here for two and a half, living back here for two and a half years, driving one a certain vehicle in the same areas on the same streets and has never been pulled over. And then he comes and within his first year that here, driving the same vehicle in the same streets, but he does not speed at all, <laughs> at all. He's been pulled over numerous times. Yeah. And so it's, it's, but she, she feels that she's like, can you just, you can go a little bit faster, you know, like, can she, yeah, I'm always she speeds like, all the time. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Go. And he's like, no, I'm not going to speed because I'll get pulled over. Yeah. And I'm just like, I speed all the time and I hardly ever get pulled over. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. I think, I, well, I think a lot start. of people do. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I mean, have you ever noticed sometimes when you're speeding, unless you're going crazy, you're often going with traffic. So yeah. if you're on the highway. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's like, I, it just frustrates me. And that doesn't help my belief because I've seen it. Yeah. And so I just truly believe like, there's nothing we can do. We just have to hope and, you know, we'll teach him those things because they will help to but an extent. It's more luck. But yeah, I think it's more luck. I think it's, you know, and yeah, I cried. I full blown full-blown tears um, when I found out that we were having a boy. And <laughs> my guy, he's like, are you seriously crying right now? <laughs> <laughs> he got so upset because I was crying because he was happy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. like, yes, my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only had two kids at that point. So one boy, one girl. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It's in a perfect world. Like, it that's was perfect. Wants. That's yeah. what everyone wants. And, and that's yeah. what everyone was saying to me. They're like, oh, aren't you excited? Now you have one of each. You can be done. And I was like, I, I, I wanted another girl. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what I think similar, some similar sentiment I said to you, you know, and that was what you said back. And I just didn't comprehend it until we spoke yeah. later down the line. And you yeah. said, and and you just said to me, I said something along the lines like, I can't believe you wouldn't want a boy. And you said, because a black boy grows up into a black man. And you left it there. And I just, I'm ne- I would, I never, I don't have to think that way. I've never had to think that way. To, th- to think that I would have had to feel that way while pregnant with my son. That hurts. That's yeah. Horrible. That's horrible that to be pregnant with my son and to feel not as excited as I deserve to feel out of fear of what his life would turn into and how and the difficulties in his life he's going to have. And that was why I would never do a gender reveal because I knew that if I was having a boy, I was going to cry. And I mean, I got those feelings. I cried. I felt it. I got those feelings out. And I, um, by the time he was born, I was absolutely smitten and happy. <laughs> like he's the sweetest thing and I adore him so much. But it is hard for me when people are like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And he is cute. He yes, is he's absolutely <laughs> like <laughs> he is just cute and lovable. He's a ham. He wakes up with a smile on his face. Like yeah. he just cracks me up. Um, but it's hard for me to take those compliments. And be like, oh, thank you. And to feel um, good about it. And to feel good about it when I know that eventually, someday, that is going to shift mm-hmm. from him being too cute to him being dangerous. Yeah. 
Yeah. It would be one thing if it was going to shift from him being cute to just like him being there. Mm-hmm. Or even if it was like, oh, he's a teenager now. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. even if it was something like that. Um, but no, it, it's the shift that's going to happen makes me uneasy. And it may not happen. We may like we're talking years from now. He's only yeah. about to be two. Yeah. So I'm thinking at least 10 years, there could be a huge shift in the way society views black boys. But for me, for right now, it's, it's a, a struggle. It's real. And yeah. um, with my last pregnancy, um, the day after George Floyd happened mm-hmm. was the day that we went for our anatomy scan. Yeah. And we weren't going to find out. Right. Uh, um, I mean, that's that's like where the podcast, this podcast initially 100% came to fruition. Yeah. Was I called you shortly, a few days after, because I, I wanted to give you time. I didn't want to call you right away because I felt like I knew we were going to need to process what was going on because I knew we were you were pregnant and I knew you were choosing not to know the gender and to have that wonderful opportunity in the delivery room to get to just love this child in your inside you all of those months mm-hmm. and to have that experience in the mm-hmm. delivery room where you get to find out uh but so I gave you a few days and then I called you and you said and I said you know I'm I'm wondering how you feel because I know you were choosing not to find out and I know how you felt last pregnancy like how are you and you said oh we found out already yeah I was um I was choosing not to find out because I felt like I had processed it Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to feel the same. Yeah. You know, I already have a boy. What's another one? Uh-huh. So I just, I felt like, you know, the gender this time isn't going to matter as much. Uh, and then George Floyd happened. And my significant other likes to joke a lot. So we're in the ultrasound room and he's like, oh, I saw it. I saw the gender. And I'm like, okay, well, if you saw it, now I need to know. Um, I always had it in the back of my mind that if one of us saw it or if the text slipped, then we would just know. Yeah. So once he said I saw it, I was like, okay, so what is it? Mm-hmm. And he said it was a boy. I literally broke down mm-hmm. in the ultrasound room. The, the tech had walked out and we were waiting for the doctor to come in and we were in there and I was full-blown in tears and I was like I didn't think it was gonna matter but as soon as he said it was a boy my heart dropped Mm. and I really just was like in tears and and he was like it's not that serious you gotta calm down like and all the things that he says to me all the time you know we'll teach him we'll make sure that they're safe uh we'll we'll teach them how to navigate this we'll figure it out and I'm just like in my head and to to him I was like that's not enough Mm. like they have to grow up in a world that's not like this it's not fair it's not fair for us to bring kids into this world knowing that this is what they're faced with it's not okay um and it's not enough to just teach them how to navigate that because why is that fair why is it fair that I have to teach my son that he shouldn't wear his hood up in uh, public? Mm-hmm. Why is it fair that I like my son shouldn't be able to wear a hoodie? Like it's not, it's not fair. And teaching him that 
isn't necessarily going to save his life. Trayvon Martin got killed because he had on a hoodie. Like, it's not, it's not going to save his life. Um, I can't let my son play with guns because that puts him more at risk. Playing with a toy gun in the park could end his life. Like, Would you do that anyway? No. That doesn't seem like you're... Okay, that no, does, I I'm just saying that but... doesn't seem like... that. Like, that's not something... Like, for me, I'm really comfortable <laughs> no. with my kids playing with them, but you didn't seem like a mom that, that would, you thought would be an acceptable toy. Not that... That sounded like it was judgmental. Some people no, feel judgmental. really... Feel fine with guns and feel like everyone should own one and know how to use one. Fine, if that's what you believe. But I don't. Yeah. And I didn't think that you felt that way. I don't. Um, but... <laughs> If, but it's, you're just it's saying normal it's just the point. Childhood. It's the yeah. point that there's there's extra burden, extra things that you need to teach, be aware of, and that he needs to be a hundred percent on top of from day one. Yeah. Especially as he starts to mature, but that still doesn't guarantee yeah. anything. Yeah. And it, that's not even to say the way they're treated you know in the in the workforce and every everything else that yeah. uh, black people have to confront yeah it's like this extra layer mm-hmm. of stuff and and black women get it too um black women get killed i mean brianna taylor was sleeping in her house yeah <laughs> this whole layer that you have to cope with as a mother of a black male child is is truly um, something yeah. that never crossed my mind as, and as a mother, now I can understand the gravity of how unfair that is. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, so we, we did end up finding out the gender. We're having a girl. Mm-hmm. So I do feel a lot better about yeah. it. Um, again, I would have loved my son either way. Um, it just is an added layer of anxiety that I end up having. Yes. Um, for raising a, another boy. And I think that they would be great, like, protecting each other. Mm. Uh, and I think my boy is going to protect his sisters no matter what. Um, so, and it's not that I never wanted to have a boy. I just only wanted to have one, and I wanted him to be my youngest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, you also didn't know all the the immense baggage that would come along with it until you were confronted with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's. I think it's important to talk about it because I'm not the only person who uh, has those feelings. I'm in um, mom groups on Facebook, multiple of them that are geared towards Black women, and I've seen women post about that a lot. So it's not just me. I know it's not It's not just my head. Like, it's not just in my head. Uh, it's actually a thing. Where I don't know why, but it's it, just scary. It hurts my heart. Like, I don't know why so much this specific topic, but this is one of the biggest ones of that divide of what, you know, that term white privilege is referencing for, like, where it references it. This specific topic breaks my heart. Yeah. And I, I'm sure I could understand, say why you can relate to an extent because you're a mom. 
So to imagine having fear for your child their whole lives. Well, I already like, do because yeah, I'm a mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to add that layer but then on, to I add just put another in, layer. Yeah. Like, I and, just um, just have that, and it's like there are certain things that we have fear of, but we can protect them from. You know, like we can teach our daughters certain things to protect themselves from, like sexual assault or an attack or. Something of that magnitude yeah, to an once, extent. Once like, they get out of the house, it's a different type of. Yeah. It, it feels different, I can tell you. Yeah. You, you just know, have as I'm to approaching have faith. this right now, the world is the world. Then those things happen. They don't yeah. happen necessarily based on you doing everything right. Yeah. Exactly. Being attacked or having some type of incident where you're assaulted or treated aggressively in some manner, whether it's because of the color of your skin or because someone's trying to assault you in another way, they happen Yeah, out in the real world. And you can't, it doesn't matter how, how well prepared you are for it. Yeah. And all you can do as a mom is just hope and, and have faith that what you taught them is going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no And a little guarantee. bit of luck. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of luck. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. We are enjoying having you listening each week and we look forward to more great episodes. Again, please feel free to reach out anytime at info.unitedpodcast at gmail.com. If there is a particular topic you would like to hear us discuss, we would love to do that. And don't forget to leave us a rating so we can get in front of more people and tell your best friend. So now I will turn this over to Cassandra to give us today's quote as soon as she's ready. (laughs) All right. So today's quote is hope and future wants and wishes are what keep you moving forward in life. Kiki Palmer.